Hello, beautiful people. You're listening to Limitless, the podcast on faith, life, and growth. And I'm your host, Ifenua Moronike. I hope you guys are doing super duper well. If you guys are students, some of you, then I hope your break is going super well because my break is going awesome. Like it's just been vibes and been really chill. Actually, last week for the first time ever in my life, I voted. And I know some of you are like, Ugh, do people still vote? Like who's still doing that? But I felt good. Like, okay, if you're not going to make any effort to vote, then don't complain about the country because sometimes ranting about the country is like our favorite pastime, but it doesn't help. It doesn't really benefit anyone. So, you know, I voted for the first time and I was interviewed by a news station. I didn't even check whether I was actually aired, but it was interesting. What happened was, okay, so I finished voting and because the polling unit is not far from my house, so I went back home. And then um, my aunt called me like, oh, your mom said you should come, you should come. They're going to interview you. Like, <gasps> like, I have nothing prepared. Like, you, you would think that ugh, piece of cake, you know, podcast the stuff. Uh, no, podcast the stuff. I get to record and then edit the weird bits and the mistakes out of the episode. I can't edit this. But um, yeah, so uh, quickly ran and recorded and it was really smooth. So yeah, you guys should do your civic duty and vote if you are able to. I think it's a great thing to do. First time I did it and it was super good. No violence, because I know that's one thing some people are scared of, but where I was, Shah, there was no violence and it was pretty chill. So guys, I think I've been rambling on a little bit. Um, Let's get into the episode, shall we? Right, so fighting temptations, the battle plan. It is very clear that our generation is very... If it feels good, I'm gonna do it. If my body likes it, I'm gonna do it. I had this conversation with a friend a while ago. Um, this is a while ago, like a couple of years ago. And we were talking about like, you know, in terms of saving ourselves. And they're like, oh, of course, if he's gonna save himself, like, yeah, duh. But then I was asking, it was a male. I was asking him, and he, you know, how do you feel about like, you know, fornication and saving yourself, etc. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna try. But mm, if it happens, it happens. If I'm in a situation where things are getting a bit heated and I'm like, this conversation is not just about sexual temptation. We're gonna talk about everything. But if I'm in a situation where it's gonna get heated, this is what he was saying, then whatever happens, happens. If I fall into fornication and so be it. And I'm like, wait, so where are the boundaries? I think that's the main thing in our generation. Like, where are the boundaries? When are we going to finally say no? I was listening to this um, mini preaching by Billy Graham, where he literally said, the hardest thing, the hardest word that young people have to say today is the word no. Because as long as it satisfies us, as long as it makes us feel good, why should we say no, right? The devil is having a field day in our generation because they're not even temptations anymore. We just fall into them. We just fall into them. This makes my body feel good. I know it's wrong, but because it makes my body feel good, I'm going to do it anyway. Where are the boundaries? And we have to understand the reason God put certain laws and certain principles in place was for our sake, for us to live abundantly, to live a life whole of peace, not to live a life of regrets and shame and just so many consequences for poor mistakes we made in the past. That's the reason we have these principles, not to put us in a box and make us feel like you know, we're caged. In order for us to live a life of freedom, we need to have principles, we need to have order, we need to have boundaries. And that's what this episode is about. We want to be fighting those temptations, not just falling into them because it makes us feel good. Because at the end of the day, those temptations will only bring shame. It will only bring consequences that you will not be able to manage. 
first verse that i just want to throw at you guys um second timothy 2:22. by the way guys i know someone mentioned this to somebody like somebody told somebody that they're like oh you know i really like this girl's podcast but she should probably put the bible versions that she's using so most of these bible versions are in niv i think there's only one that's in nkjv which i'll let you guys know sometimes i use niv amplified nkjv message mostly nkjv because they don't miss out any verses but niv misses out some but like that's a whole nother conversation for another day but um, then the first verse I'm going to read is 2 Timothy 2.22. This is in NKJV. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So I want to read that verse again, but this time I want to read it in the Amplified Version. Run away from youthful lusts, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those believers who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Amen. So what does this verse have to do with what we're talking about the will of god for our life is to flee any desire that does not align with god's will for our lives so anything you are chasing after or you are indulging that does not involve righteousness faith love and peace we should not be indulging in it and i think one reason that we struggle a lot of temptation is because we focus so much on okay i can't fornicate i can't do this i can't do this okay so what are you doing because at the end of the day an idol man is a devil's workshop it's not just about fleeing it's also about pursuing you guys should read that like in two parts it says flee the evil desires of youth yes but then pursue so i'm saying that okay i'm going to save myself for marriage once you flee and you shield yourself from these temptations we now need to focus our eyes on our hearts on the fruits of the spirit the inclinations of the spirit I know a lot of people before they became Christians were used to just doing whatever feels good to our flesh. When you come to Christ, you understand your body's a temple and God wants you to honor this temple. God wants your life to glorify him. He wants your life to mean something than just it feels good so I'm going to do it. And because of that, he's given us guidelines, he's given us principles. The only thing is for people who used to live that life and now are stepping into this life of light and of freedom and of just glorious purpose, it's kind of hard because you remember the things you used to do that felt good to your flesh. Yes, they felt bad to your spirit. They were killing your spirit. Yes, you knew that they were dark and you knew that they were just creating an emptiness in your life, but they felt good to your flesh. I know I had a discussion with a friend of mine. It's much harder for you to say, I'm going to abstain from this once you've really tasted it. She said, imagine tasting, like what's your favorite food in the world? Um, I don't remember what I said. I don't have a favorite food, but let's just say you really love um, pizza. And she said, imagine you've tasted pizza and then for some reason there's a rule you're not allowed to have pizza ever again in your life that's pretty hard she's like that's the way it is for people who they've tasted a certain lifestyle before they know it's bad and they they, they know afterwards they they don't feel great afterwards but now they're living in christ and sometimes they just they have inklings or temptations for those desires again it's hard and it's much harder for them than for people that have never tasted the pizza I'm going back to the peace analogy. I don't know if you guys understand that. <laughs> but it's much harder. So with that, you need to do double the work. You need to make your walls thicker. You need to make your boundaries bigger. You need to delve deeper into the word. So another thing we actually have to remember is that this temptation itself is not the sin. It's falling in temptation that is the sin. And the devil, you know, sometimes when we do fall into temptation, we now feel like, okay, I'm too shameful. I'm too dirty. I can't go back to God. And you delve deeper into that sin. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do. And you can't do that because it's much harder for you to come out of that. If you do fall into temptation, you've done something, you feel shame, you feel condemned. Remember that condemnation is of the devil. Conviction is of the Holy Spirit. 
The devil is an accuser. He just wants to kill, steal, and destroy. The enemy Satan is an accuser. His job is to remind you of your sin. And instead of running back to God, we just stay in that state of shame, moving further and further away from God. When Jesus is like, no, I don't know if you guys remember Jesus and the adulterous woman when um, the, they caught a woman in adultery and they wanted to stone her. And Jesus was like, um, he who's without sin cast the first stone. But I just want you guys to remember when she was leaving, he said, go and sin no more. That's the Holy Spirit. The devil's like, you are shameful. You're wicked. You should die for your sin. Da, 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 da. Jesus said, go and sin no more. For any of you who are currently dealing with a situation where you're just feeling really shameful, you feel dirty, you guys have to remember that you have access to forgiveness. There's a reason that Jesus died for our sins so that we have access to to the forgiveness. God is a forgiving God. God is a loving God. God has no joy. He has absolutely no joy in your sin. He wants to forgive you. Colossians 1, 13, 14, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Through Christ, we have forgiveness from sin. Stop living in shame because living in shame is hindering you from living in the light God has already created for you. You're still being held back by darkness, by bondage, by shackles. When Jesus came to break you free from sin, don't allow the devil to trick you and think that you're too dirty to come back to God. The only thing Jesus is going to say to you is just go and sin no more. Your sins have been forgiven. Go and sin no more. So time for the action plan. How do we fight this temptation? Because it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. But any form of temptation, even if it's temptation to live outside of the will of God, any form of temptation, how do we fight this? What's the battle plan? Well, number one, number one, number one, number one, you need to be deep in your word. Your study of the word of God, literally this book of the law, Joshua 1 eight. this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Let me actually just bring up the scripture so I can be quoting it exactly what the way it is. Joshua 1 eight. this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success this book of the law that is the, the bible meditate on it day and night guys in order for your mind in order for you to block the devil and his temptations you need to guard your mind you need to fill your mind with the truth so when the devil comes with his lies you can recognize this is a lie the devil says, it's okay. It's just once. You just do it once. You ask God for forgiveness later. That is a lie. But you can only identify a lie once you know the truth. Where is the truth? What is the truth? The word of God. And it's through this word that you renew your mind. I always love quoting this scripture, Romans 12 two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You renew your mind through the word of God. You renew your mind by living according to the principles of God. I think an awesome example is when Jesus just finished his 40 days fasting and prayer and the devil came to him. That's even another thing. I don't know who feels like I'm too strong. I'm too, nah, my, my Christianity is on another level. I don't get tempted. The devil tried to tempt Jesus. So he's coming for all of us. That's, that's a fact right there. He's coming for all of us. So we need to stand guard. We need to be alert because the devil is waiting for us to slip up, to make a mistake. He's waiting. We can't give him that satisfaction. So Jesus at that time, when the devil tried to tempt him, 
He was shooting it back with scripture. As the devil was also quoting scripture, Jesus was quoting scripture. You cannot combat temptation without the knowledge of the word of God. So that's number one. Delve into your word, understand scripture, fight with scripture and understand these principles. Sometimes you don't even know that something is sinful. We just know that this is what they told me since I was younger. They told me that this is bad, that I shouldn't do this, that I shouldn't do that. Read your word, understand. God has no joy in just putting us in a cage. He put these principles for our own good, for our sake. So understand these principles. Number two is like part two of um, 2 Timothy 2.22 where it says, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, who is in your circle and where are they leading you? Because we all know bad company corrupts good morals. Regardless of how strong you think you are, the people that are in your circle will surely influence you. And I heard this analogy actually from um, one of our prayer leaders in the school where he said, a fire, a fire amongst weeds. There are two things that can happen with a fire amongst weeds. And this is like in terms of, let's assume you're the fire and then the weeds are your friends or your friendship group. So that fire, two things could happen. If that fire is strong enough, it can burn up all of those weeds and it can influence all of those weeds, so to speak. But if that fire is not that bright and the weeds are, you know, quite a bit they can actually snuff out that fire pretty easily it's not every fire that ends up in a forest fire no there are many fires that are just snuffed out because the amount of weeds that are piled onto it just they snuff out the fire so yeah you may carry fire but what is the extent of your fire and is it enough to influence them or are they having much more of an influence on you now i've mentioned this before we're not supposed to ostracize ourselves from society and just be like oh i only want christian people in my circle at the end of the day there are so many souls there are so many lives that are tied to your life so many people god wants you to bring out of darkness that he wants you to bring into christianity and in order for you to do that you need to you know maybe be friends with them or be in their circle but if the majority of your friends are pushing you towards a lifestyle of sin and you're trying to fight temptations they're bringing you closer to those temptations Maybe you need to revise your friend group. Not maybe, you need to revise your friend group. Number one was study your word. So number two is who is in your circle and what is the influence they are having on you? And number three is walking in the spirit. You must be joking if you feel like you're gonna do this journey on your own and actually succeed. Galatians 5.16 and this version I'm reading in is NKJV. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So in order for us to not fulfill the desires of the flesh, in order for us to fight temptations, we need to walk in the spirit. We need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, every single one of us as Christians carries the Holy Spirit. Fact, let's not, let's not even dispute that. You carry the Holy Spirit because once you accept Jesus into your life, comes with that, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that he was going to leave a comforter. He was going to leave a helper. That's the Holy Spirit. And you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You carry the Holy Spirit. All right. But intimacy with the holy spirit is the only way you're able to walk with the holy spirit you can carry the holy spirit but he's speaking to you're blocking out his ears the holy spirit is saying my son my daughter do not walk into this room because there are a flood of temptations that are about to meet you at that door but you're like nah it's not a big deal my conscience that's just my mind my conscience you still walk into that room you still get faced with a lot of things that you just don't want to be faced with 
But when you walk with the Spirit, when you build intimacy with the Spirit, once the Holy Spirit talks, you understand, you know His voice, you discern His voice, and you have this spirit of obedience to submit to His voice. There is no point of saying, I'm a power pack Christian, I hear the Holy Spirit, but you don't listen to Him. I don't know if you guys can hear that background noise. I feel like they're doing construction or something. Very annoying. I'll try and edit it out. But do you understand what I mean? There is absolutely no point of you saying I'm a power pack Christian and you hear the Holy Spirit clearly, but you do not have the spirit of obedience. So once you're walking with the spirit, which is building intimacy with the spirit through prayer, through the word, through worship, etc. Encouraging his presence in your life. That's how you be able to discern when you're in a situation of temptation and fight against it. Guys, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm really not saying it's easy because it's not. If I tell you it's easy, I'll be lying to you. It's not easy. But that's why we have the Holy Spirit as a helper. We're not supposed to do it on our own. In fact, even with the Holy Spirit, we're still not supposed to do it on our own physically. That's why we have a family of believers. That's why God creates the church. We're supposed to be accountable to one another. Accountability partners. Encourage each other. Open up to people. There are so many people in the church who have been through what you've been through. Maybe they're more mature. They've been through what you've been through. So they know how to combat it, how to fight it. But you know, you're a bit shy. Open up to people. There are so many experiences that people have had that can be a blessing to your life. So many testimonies. Like just the te their testimonies itself can transform your mindset, transform your life. And make you believe, yes, I can actually fight this. The devil can make you feel like you're in bondage to this temptation forever. No, you're not. You're not. God has given us freedom from sin and there's no temptation that you'll be met with that God has not already given you the power to overcome. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I believe this is an NIV. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So there is no temptation that, that should be able to overcome you because God has already given you the power to overcome. But the devil can lie to you and say, no, this is bigger than you. That's a lie. A complete lie. But you'll never know this unless you actually open up your Bible and read it. And like study it. So if you're struggling with temptation, I just want to give you these, you know, three tips. Number one, your word. You need to know scripture. You need to be able to fight back with scripture. Shut the devil up with scripture. That's what Jesus did. Number two. Who is in your circle? Who is influencing you? This verse I actually want to read out. I think this kind of goes pretty well. And if your right hand, this is Matthew 5.30. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. So if anything is causing you to stumble, whether it's the music you're listening to, whether it's the shows you're watching, whether it's people in your life, cut it off. Because it's better for you to lose those people. It's better for you to stop watching that nasty show. It's better for you to drop Cardi B music than for you to fall into temptation. So that was number three. And then I said number four, walk in the spirit. Build intimacy with the spirit. That's primarily through prayer, also through the word, also through worship and listening to sermons and filling your mind. Because at the end of the day, the idle mind is the devil's workshop. Filling your mind with the things of God that will encourage the lifestyle that he had for you walk in the spirit you cannot do it by yourself as much as you feel like yes i'm i'm power packed you still need the holy spirit you need the holy spirit to give you discernment to give you strength to give you the discipline yo the, the lack of discipline our generation lacks sometimes is just we just do what you want to do 
I know I've got an exam, but I'm still going to watch the show because that's what I want to do. That's just an example. But just lack of indiscipline. Holy Spirit builds discipline. Okay, guys. So looks like we've come to the end of today's episode. A solo episode. I will be putting out another conversation I had with a guest, but I don't know exactly when. I don't want to put it too close together. I will be putting out another guest pretty soon. I hope you guys are doing super well. And I always have to remind you, guys, anytime I remind you to leave a review and leave a rating, it's not because I just want my head to swell that, ah, look what all these people are saying about my podcast. No, it's because um, Apple Podcasts especially and like other podcast platforms, once you leave a review and leave a rating, it will encourage them to to recommend my podcast to other people who are interested in faith-based content or just life or like young people, Christianity, et cetera, et cetera, content. But you guys need to, you know, leave a review and leave a rating so Apple can take notice of it and put it out there for me or Spotify or whatever podcast platform you're using. But I see most people use Apple Podcasts, I think. So yeah, be sure to leave a review and leave a rating. Like literally, once you're done with this episode, go on to Apple Podcasts. Well, you're listening, you're on Apple Podcasts, I should assume. But like scroll down and there's, there's the star place. Give a rating and then leave a review. Do you like this podcast? What do you like about this podcast? What do you like about this podcast? Just a comment. Anything you want to put, you know, feel free. Feel free. It should be, uh, hopefully it's positive. Hopefully. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, just leave a review, leave a rating. I would love that. And um, God bless you. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much to every single person who has been so supportive and sent me amazing, beautiful messages about the podcast. It's such a blessing. Such, such a blessing. And God bless you. So guys, have an amazing week and I'll see you next week with the next episode. We'll not see not see but we we shall meet shall we will meet next week for the next episode bye guys